0: and children because women and children have always outnumbered the men so without explanation it doesn't tell me how many were there but I could tell you the number was great how many know the number doesn't even matter when God's in it so and that's what he proves he he gives us a number so that we can kind of analyze in our heads and in our minds but the real truth of the matter is he's not concerned about the number Somebody say he's not concerned. Praise God. So when, when, when we get there, we'll start to see that, uh, again, as I said, in the chapter 6, we see him. Uh, he crosses over uh, in the river and gets to the mountainside, and he's ministering to the people. And as he's ministering to the people, listen, the miracles, signs and wonders, he notices getting late, and the people get hungry. And he said, he tells his disciple, and he already knew the answer, but he tells him, hey, I want you to feed them. <laughs> and then he's like, well, well, Lord, if we're here for a whole month, we wouldn't have enough to feed them. We couldn't earn enough. But then, somebody say then. See, somebody believed by faith because they said, well, there's a lad over here with two with uh, five loaves and two, two, two loaves and five fishes or whatever, the opposite way around, no matter what. It came to seven, and he said, listen, tell them to bring it here. How many know God will work with what you got? Or somebody will get that in a minute. God will work with what you got. See, somebody's talking about what we need instead of using what we got. Oh, you'll get, uh, you know how many times I complained and started saying about all this stuff I needed? And God said, why don't you use what I gave you first? And I I get it now. Because see, he's been proving to me that he is God and he's more than capable. So I don't complain about what I don't have anymore. Okay? Because in in fact, if I think and look back, we always had more than enough. I just couldn't see it. Somebody shout hallelujah. In other words, so we've been counting and saying what we don't have. And he said, use what you got. He takes the fishes and the loaves and he blesses them. In the process of blessing them, we know that the fishes and loaves, he now tells the disciples, now all 12 of y'all start to dispense this. Take it out. Feed everybody. Now, in my lightning mind, that had to take quite a bit of time. Feeds everybody. Everybody. Somebody say everybody. Not one person left there hungry. Then he tells his disciples, "I need y'all to go back." They like, "For what? We've already fed them." He says, "No, I want y'all to see something about the power of God." He didn't only produce what they needed, they had more than enough that it was left over, and he tells them to go and collect the fragments. How many times have we read this and said, why would he collect the fragments? You know, at the, when we get finished eating now in America, they scrape your plate in the trash. In other words, they threw away the provision. But God says in this time, don't let them throw away the provision. He tells the disciples to go and collect it. Oh, I I get excited because now now I've read the word about a couple hundred times. And I never saw this there before, that he got the provision, Pastor Rob, and collected it because he needed the disciples. Not for him. God doesn't need it. But he collected the provisions to let them know that not only can he provide now, I'll be able to provide later. Y'all didn't. Y'all just missed it. So, in other words, why do we get frazzled and and uptight when it turns out and we face a new giant? I'm trying to get somewhere. Right, this ain't the, the messaging. have nothing to do with what I'm saying. But God's in it. Somebody shout hallelujah! And because He's in it, we need to get with what God's trying to say. And so His provision is in what He's already blessed. Hello, if he blessed it, his provision is already in it. We got to trust him. So uh, y'all will get this in a minute because if you don't know any better, some people will start murmuring and complaining and said, pastor's moving too fast. But what if I tell you I'm moving at the speed of God, not light, of God? So (laughs) y'all will get that in a minute. Because when he says something, you'll find me doing it. Why? I believe him. Now, timing is everything to you and I and nothing to him because he doesn't live in time. All right, let me get to the message. Let me get to the message. So we see that these, this miracle happened. And then he does, there's a second miracle that happens in this chapter that after he gets finished ministering to everybody, he tells the disciples to get in a boat. He tells them to get in a boat, and he says, I'll meet you on the other side. Now, that's, he doesn't decide to go with them. He tells them, oh, some of y'all are going to get this in a minute because he's talking to us about some things he's called us to do and we start murmuring and complaining again about what we didn't have and what we don't have enough of or we let fear freeze every available resource so to the point that we do nothing well he says get in the boat i'll meet you on the other side but he doesn't get in with them we got to oh thank you holy ghost he says so we can get stuck on the physical presence of something and when God's trying to do something spiritual you don't necessarily see it that's going to help somebody that's watching uh live here because you you've been waiting on God and God says I'm already here you just don't recognize him and what he's doing so let me share with you he says I'm already here so we find out that he tells them to get in the boat and he does another miracle they get caught halfway there somebody say halfway I want to share what y'all think back over your lives and think about when you were halfway finished something, trouble showed up. <laughs> A great storm arose. And when the storm arises up against you, you start looking and thinking at the storm, this is wicked. It might tear up my house. It might tear up the boat. I, I, am I going to make it? Oh. But y'all forgot what he said. He said, I will meet you on the other side. God will never give you a word that he can't fulfill and that he does not believe is going to happen unless you don't believe. So somebody's faith ought to get energized right from that statement. Because when God said it, it is going to happen. The only thing that can stop it is you. Oh, what? Yes, uh, I got a sister here that she tells us all the time. She thanked God for dealing with Everything that's between the two ears, which means that's her mind and her brain. Glory to God. She got it. That's the place where the enemy comes to attack us. So he says, be ye not conformed, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. So it is your mental mind, mental state that must be transformed in order to receive God's spiritual blessings. Oh, so y'all going to get this in a minute because we need this. We need this. We keep looking at what's going on around us. My God, we're coming out of the worst two years of our lives through the pandemic. At least that's what y'all said. Let me tell you, it's been the best two years of my life. You saying what? In the midst of trials and tribulations and trouble and people dying? guess what he did? He opened my eyes. (laughs) My eyes got opened. I could see him, and I said, God, I need you more than ever now. People are falling at the wayside. I need you. You are the great I am. Plagues hit our country and our world before. I need you to save me. And is my salvation and what you called me to and what I'm supposed to accomplish, is it wrapped up in you? And do I believe or do I get weary like John the Baptist and said, or is there another? Or oh, y'all you with me here because I'm telling you, this is going to require your faith to a whole nother level. That's what he's calling us to. Faith that graduates. Listen to me. That graduates to another level it puts us so confident in believing what god says that no matter what is before us we're going through so I, i'm, I'm all, it keeps man this that psalms 29 keeps ministering to me when david says i ran through troops and then i leaped over walls my god that stuff ain't natural that's the supernatural that's The anointing of God. And I'm saying, God, I need the supernatural to make it here in the natural. So I need your anointing, God. I need your blessings. And God, I I, I, I asked him, y'all need to be happy about this. I said, open the minds of the people so they see. And they not only hear what I'm saying, let them see what I'm saying. Y'all know you're not supposed to see what I'm saying. You're supposed to hear it. But I asked him to show y'all to let you see it. In other words, let you get a glimpse of what this looks like. Somebody shout hallelujah. And when you get a glimpse of what it looks like, now you can experience it, Mother Gloria. God is calling us out to another level and another place. And why? We're supposed to be a beacon of light to Wilmington. They ain't got no more programs that can work. The government can't print enough money. They did it. It still ain't working. Somebody say, but God can work. So I told y'all there was another miracle happening. He said, I'll meet you on the other side. they in the boat. The storm rises up. And Jesus decides to walk on water. Uh, defy nature and everything. It, boy, if that ain't evidence, he's God. He walks on water. Y'all know H2O is not able to be walked on unless it becomes in a frozen state. It was not frozen. And he walked on water. And as he's walking on the water, I got to go a step further because many of y'all missed this part. Not only did he walk on water, he walked on the water in the storm. Why didn't he stop the storm so he could walk on it? Because he wanted you to know the storm don't have no power over him. <laughs> so he walks on the storm of the water and keeps on going till he gets to the boat. They get a little scared because they start thinking, is it a ghost? Now I'm starting thinking about this time, why a ghost? And all the way out here? And if it is a ghost, I need his help. <laughs> But it wasn't a ghost. He said it is I. In other words, he proved himself to the disciples. And why am I telling y'all this? Not only did he feed the 5,000, but now he has to even convince his 12 who already know and see him and convinced and said he knew who they was. I want to talk to the church right now because my question is, why do you follow him? Because do you really know him? Or is it because of the fishes and the loaves? Or is it because he saved you last week? out of that situation because those are good reasons but the truth of the matter is you need to follow him because you believe in him because he is that i am that i am to you in other words he ain't done doing what he's capable of doing i'm experiencing some things in my life that i've never experienced before and i gotta tell you something he ain't done my job is to tell and show y'all, I am not bragging about me. Let me get this clear. I'm bragging about my God. How good and how great he is. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. So the question was, I said, why do I follow you? And I went through all of that. So now go to verse 25 uh, 26 and let me read the four scriptures of where my message is going to come from. Amen? All right, here we go. So verse 26, I gave you all the prelude to all of that. Verse 26, Jesus replies, and he says, I tell you the truth. Somebody say the truth. And if you got a red letter Bible, it's in red, which means it's Jesus speaking. All right? It says, I tell you the truth, that you want to be... You want to be with me because I feed you. Not because you understood the miraculous signs. Somebody say, my God. Not because you didn't understand the miraculous signs. Because that's the most important thing. One of the greatest things and attributes that you can have in this hour, and I believe it now, is to know God. And to know how he operates. And the people of God, we've we've been skeptical and we know everything else except him. But watch this, watch this. We're going to get to know him in a greater way. He says, not because you understood the miraculous signs, but don't be so concerned about the perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking eternal life that the Son of Man can give you, for God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. In other words, the more I seek God, and the more I seek his face, the more I seek his blessing, the more I get to know him, the more I get to understand who he is. The more knowledge I walk in, the more powerful I become as a person on earth. To navigate life. Watch this, verse 28. They replied, we want to perform God's work too. I told you all don't answer the question because listen to their answer. We want to perform God's work too. What should we do? Jesus told them, this is the only God work God wants from you. Believe in the one who sent them. We've been spinning all these energies and all these wheels talking about what we've done. And all those that are talking about laying on hands, speaking in tongues, or doing whatever else you do, is that what God asked you to do, or did He just ask you to believe? Now, I'm not coming against those gifts, I'm not coming against, but the most important thing is not what you've done. So, I can't go around sticking my chest out talking about what I accomplished because the truth be told is meaningless. But I can tell you this, Pastor Bruce. I can tell you what I believe and who I believe in. And when I tell you that, I'm telling you that's the one that can continue to produce miracle after miracle that all I need. He said, in other words, he's given me everything pertaining to life and godliness for them that believe. There's an issue that we keep missing. He's not interested in your works. How many people you got saved? How many people you did whatever with? How many people we fed? Mm. All right, all right. Let me get there. I read the scriptures. The question to give y'all this message. I'm not going to be before you long. Here, here we go. Why do you follow Jesus? And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? And Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endureth to everlasting life. Which is the son of man, which gives you, because God the Father has sent his seal on him. So I want to share with you, the seal has been put on Jesus. Church, if we want to make it, and we need to get to where we need to go, the only way we're going to do it is through Jesus. There's a whole lot of people out there saying that, yes, there's one God. I agree with them. But then I got one more question after that. What's his name? See, there's a whole lot of people saying there's one God. There's some other religions. Uh, let me help you all here because they, they, anybody know about it know what I'm talking about. They're going to say, to we, you, we're in agreement. There's one God. I see, yes, we are in agreement with one God. Th- you're right. We're not talking about a multi-God. They're not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about one God because God, in order to be God, you need to be God. Y'all didn't get that one. In order to be God, you need to be God. One. But what's his name? (laughs) So people get confused about our Bible because Jesus, or let me say this, in the Bible, God has over a 100 different names that we hear people refer to him. But I want to share with you. He tells us what his name is going to be. He tells us about who's going to be born, what his name is, and what the power is behind it. So he tells us that, right? But when y'all hear the other names, they're talking about the same God. But because they didn't know him and know his name enough, they just identified him based off of the attribute in which he did. He's Jehovah Jireh, their provider. He was Jehovah Rapha, their healer. You see what He was Jehovah Tishkadu, the Lord thy God, their banner. Right, he could go on and then he went so. But then he was Elohim, and when we see the when we see the word L put in front of it, guess what? It's the talking about his power, his might. So I, I love the L portions, boy, my God, because it. I love power, right? I love my God's power, and that's what we see in it. So the people saw that, and that's well. That was that was El Shaddai, that was Elohim. You know, they go on, and that's how they do. it. But they were all talking about Jesus. Jesus also was talking about himself because he said, "If you the, the father says to him, if you want to see me, then you need to know the son. If you know the son, then you see me. We keep wanting to bypass and skip steps when it's not necessary. Oh, my God. All right, let me get to my word. Let me get to my word. Here we go. He says, Jesus' answer said unto them, this is the work of God that you believe in him who sent. And he says, why do you follow Jesus? Be careful for the first answer you really want to give because maybe it comes from what you were taught to say what you'd like to be able to say rather than the truth that is in your heart. I know that this is a tough statement, but I have recently had a struggle myself with how I answered this question. In the text above, Jesus challenges his followers to examine their heart. I share with y'all I was experiencing some extraordinary blessings in my life. And I had to make sure, am I following God for the blessings or for who he said he is? And I thank God he talks to me in a great way that he reminded me I've been through way too much hell to have, and I'm not cussing by the way. but I've been through this too much of that stuff right and I kept following y'all not hearing me when I had nothing I preached the same way when I had nothing elder I I still showed up when it was necessary to see if it'll be able to stay alive I took all that I had and gave all that and he said Uh, he says, those were tests. He says, and I was with you through all the tests. That's how we got here. He said, now, there's some things you talked about 17, 20 years ago, and there's some people here that know me, heard me say it. They're also here to see it coming to pass. And they know that it's God. He said, don't you try to take credit for it. I said, God, I won't. I'm a servant. I thank you. I don't want anybody to think that I'm that great because it's you. I have no problem telling them. I need all y'all to know. God, this is not a cliche. He is good, but better than being good, he's great. Yes, he <laughs> and and, and he, he, he said, listen, a laborer can be first partaker. Some of y'all are going to get that in a minute. You keep wanting to do this thing. He's saying he do ask you to labor for him. For you to show him what your works is. He said labor with him to serve him by what he's asked you to do through the relationship that he's established with you. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, somebody say I. I. I'm not talking about you. The I is him. To give you life and life more abundantly. Somebody say the abundant life. He desires that for us church. But we've been seeking everything else. Mm. Listen. So listen. I told you all to be careful. Jesus challenges his followers to examine their hearts. And see why they're pursuing him. I want to say that to Faith Harvest this morning. I'm challenging you to check your hearts, realign your hearts with the Word, with God, as He's taking us to a new place and a new season of our lives. And I'm telling you, some of the old stuff just don't fit. We've been packing, y'all. We've been packing. Yes, we're getting ready. We're getting ready to move. We've been packing. And in packing, I have to be careful Because I wanted to take, (laughs) because I thought we owned it. Y'all didn't hear that. Did did you hear what I just said? We owned it. (laughs) He said, "Uh, I gave it to you, but it was for that season. Some stuff got to stay. I have to leave it. Because, so here's what he said You can't be selfish. I'm working with another pe- some other people. They need to see what you saw to get what you got in order that. So there's some stuff that I needed to be prepared for them. So when they walk into it, what you had to labor for, they won't because there's another season for them. Oh, y'all missed it. So what he said Everything we leave, we're going to leave it turnkey. You said, What? That's right. They, all they got to do is walk in. And if they believe God, because they're going to have to, they're the people that's already going to do it. He's already going to show them miracle number one has already occurred. Ah, Is that God or what? Listen, so watch this. So the first challenge in the text is Jesus' admiration that people only follow him because when they are hungry, he feeds them. We cannot be here for the fishes and the loaves. You must be able to stand when it doesn't look right. When it doesn't feel good. Somebody say, but God. is still God. I got to tell you something. The last two years, the initial part I happened. I, got, I watched the news and it shut down our world. Everything closed. What? This has never happened in my life. It ain't happened in my mother's life. And I said, my God. What are we going to do now? Oh, God. Everything we worked for is going to be lost. Everything we've done, look look what the emphasis is, we, me, I. He says, are you kidding me? I'm the creator of the heaven and earth. Who told you that? (laughs) Who told you that? I need to encourage somebody because, see, you need to get up. You need to get ready because God, no matter what you have experienced, no matter what you don't have, according to the Moses, he said, use what you have in your hand. In other words, what do you have? And what you have is enough for the next place because I need to see whether you'll use it by faith to meet me at the next place. Y'all know they was in the boat. They met him on the other side, didn't they? How'd that happen? He was with them. He wanted them to experience the storm. They needed to experience some. All right, he just told me to tell y'all. Brother Smitty, some stuff we have to go through to really believe that God is real. I questioned it just like you did. All of us have. If it be you, God, <laughs> then deliver me out of this one. But the question is, now he did it, now what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm telling you, he, this is a whole new place where he's calling us to. This ain't no fake it till you make it or play it in this game. I'm telling you, he's calling us to another level. Another level, new devils. Okay, because they're not going to stop. That was, by the way, thank you, Pastor Rob. He always helped me. He said, Pastor Ray, you didn't been through this already. He said, this is just another one at another level. Because I thought when you reach a certain level, they don't come no more. Well, that's not true. <laughs> I'm going to help you all now. <laughs> that's not true but because of my experience with them being defeated before i said well if we can run through troops and jump over walls and that was by the hand and the power of god what makes think you think he can't do it now oh i'm gonna go a step further uh, I-, I met a man in the bible uh uh by the name of caleb and he tells his friend joshua he said joshua I'm stronger now than I was then. In other words, when I was 20, I, was, I, I thought I was Superman. But he says, I'm 40 now, and I'm stronger. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. oh, I need to let somebody know. At 60, I'm stronger now than I was at 40. In fact... What if what's happening now couldn't happen at 40 because I couldn't handle it at 40? So I had to wait a whole nother 20 years. So did God. Why? Not because God wanted me to wait. I had to grow up. Oh, I don't want to hear that. You didn't want to hear that. So yes, that's true. You too. So the challenge is why do you follow Jesus. Is it because he saved you? Y'all remember, y'all remember I was in that house, right? I was sitting at that table, right? And uh, I was doing stuff I wasn't supposed to, right? Y'all remember the story of my life and my heart was going to jump out my chest. And I hollered out, Jesus saved me, right? And he saved me right there. I was not in church. I was not doing right. But I called on the name, the right name. (laughs) And there was power, power in the name. So the name still has power. Oh, y'all not hearing me. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It says it got power in the name. It's still working. It's still working. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. It's still working. Oh yeah. Not only does the power in the name, the blood is still working. The blood that was shed at Calvary is the blood that was shed for you and me. That blood is still working. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, I'm getting excited. (laughs) I'm I'm getting excited. I I gotta finish the message. I gotta finish the message. I gotta finish the message. Y'all, this is this, oh thank you, Lord. He said, tell him, tell him, tell him. Listen, so I told y'all, uh, we can't follow him for fishes and loaves because he's much more than that. Uh, by the way, I know not one of y'all missed the meal. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. If you missed the meal, it's because you wanted to. It wasn't because God didn't provide. Let's not, don't lie, don't lie on God. I don't need nobody to get up here and test the moaning. <laughs> well no let me stop <laughs> all right listen he said he said that, but if you hang around jesus long enough surely he has mercy on us do another clever miracle and he will all get a great meal the same can be said for those who came to him to be healed they were healed the interesting is that what jesus can do for them and what he needs he could meet he and what mayday uh he could cure uh he came because what jesus did not because of who, who not because of who he was but we need to be there because of who he is somebody shout hallelujah in other words he is that he is who we need. I know that's not good English, but I want to tell you, you get it. When he said to him, he said, he said, Moses, says, who should I tell a Pharaoh sent me? Because, see, he needed to know. Pharaoh respected certain names. But y'all forgot, Pharaoh was the number one guy in the world at that time there was no greater name than pharaoh in the earth somebody say in the earth but because my father is the creator of heaven and earth he says tell him that i am sent me sent you tell him that i am sent you and he he tells pharaoh i am house did y'all notice pharaoh knew who he was talking about Yo, listen to me pharaoh got angry he got mad because he knew god was on his side he knew that but i want to share with you what arrogance and ignorance will do you arrogance and ignorance will make you think you can defeat god Pharaoh makes a decision to harden his heart, and he's going to come after the people anyhow. Now, the word was, let my people go. Now, I need y'all all all to get something because there's still a Pharaoh existing. His name is Satan. He still exists, and he didn't get it either because he said, let my people go. But because he continues, y'all know we all got an adversary. Some of y'all experienced it this morning. Something that hindered you. Something that came up and angered you. Something that wanted to change your mind. Something that came, it's the adversary. So he won't stop until Jesus returns. But your faith and your belief can supersede his actions. There you go. You got it, Sister Debbie. My God, I thank you. She got it. She leaped up out of her seat. Why? Because that's how we must live while we're here in the earth. So I'm convinced our God is greater than every circumstance and situation, even if I go through it. Because I'm coming out on the other side. Somebody shout hallelujah. So I don't serve him anymore for the fishes or the loaves. Listen, I serve him because of who he is to me. He's my God. He's my friend. He's my Lord. He's my king. He's my everything. Oh. Here I got got one more. The second challenge. The second challenge is hidden in the text. At the end, the disciples asked Jesus, What have what they have to do in order to accomplish God's work on earth. So this is what people, uh, so we start putting stuff in works. Well, you know, if you're going to be holy, you know, wear your dress down to the floor. I think that's going to make you holy, and you're still struggling. Well, you tell me, well if you're going to be holy, you can have a black suit and one pair of shoes. <laughs> that ain't going to make you holy. None of that the, so we, these, these are man-made things, right? We, and so we keep going. Instead of seeking his face and his advice, we start doing these works and these things, right? Even to, to what you dress and how you do this how you do that. That has nothing, let me show, those are called preferences. That's right. That's right. So y'all been getting this stuff confused for a long time preferences are not God they're just preferences amen so watch this he said he said uh, in their desire to do works of God they asked Jesus for a checklist to do this on the list to do that if you will that they can tick off check tick off and satisfy themselves with what they are doing God's work and this is what we see now in men and places, you know, who will make their judgment on what they have done and who they've done it for, and then they want credit for that, and now it makes sense to me when God says, get away from me. I don't know you. But they said, well, we did this, and we did that in your name. He said, but hold it. Why you do it? Did you do it because you believed in me, or you did it because you want people to believe in you? Oh, I'm going to help somebody here because we've been looking for something in somebody else when it's all supposed to be in you and him. Your relationship with God. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a people that will develop their relationship with God by faith. Trust him. My job is to help you get there. Don't. I'm not the answer. He is. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I've discovered my purpose. My purpose is to help you get there. And please don't get in my way because I'm going to do what he said. Don't be mad at me when I tell you what he said. I'm just a mailman. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm, said, I'm, I said, God, I'll do it. I said, I'll do it, God. You can trust me. Nope. I'm not looking for friendship, I'm not looking for anything. I'm looking to be a servant of the most high God and that I could serve him with all my heart, all my strength, and all that I have within me. This is where he's calling us to, church. So don't be surprised with the miracles. He ain't done yet. <laughs> oh, watch. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. Okay. I'm almost done, y'all. So what can we do for Jesus? He says simply, believe in him who sent who he sent that is the greatest work will we ever do for the sake of the kingdom of God is to believe really believe with a whole heart in Jesus Christ I said y'all the greatest work we can do is believe okay that's the whole purpose that we're here in church today The whole reason we come to church, the whole reason we worship God is to get to a place of a greater relationship that we believe in who he is and what he's called to do so that we can get to where we need to go. How many know you all all got a destiny? Every hand ought to be in the air. You should get your foot because you got a destiny. You got purpose. And what we're doing today is not it. It's just a part of the. This is. We're here on the pathway. Uh, by the way, all of y'all are here, and there's some people I ain't seen in a while. You here on purpose, because you needed to hear this today. God is intentional. What? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord. He says, is this true? We need to ask ourselves how much of our time do we spend focused on those things that we can check off our list? And how much do we spend growing more intimately in the love with God and growing in our faith with the one who sent us? Both lessons remind us that God is more concerned with, with who we are and who we are becoming in him than what we do. I believe that with all my heart. He's not interested in what I've done, how many people heard me, how many people know. I had to catch myself the other day. I was, I came in town uh, and uh, went to the hall, and I was down at the hall. I opened the gate, because uh, Congo and I were having a funeral, and uh, I opened the gate so that the people could be there, and uh, the alarm system had gone off, and I had to come check the building. And when I went there, I was I, I standing there eating my little chips and soda, standing on the corner, and uh a couple people said, hey, Pastor Ray, how you doing? They had to, I, I know who they was. Then, then another couple drove up, got, and they got out of the car, parked car in the parking lot. Hey, Pastor Ray, I didn't know who they were. Another one, I went and got in my car, and then somebody said, oh, that's a nice car. And they like, hey, you know, Pastor Ray, you look good in that. And I'm thinking, I didn't know who they were. And then I said to myself, wow, I had to check myself. I said, you have more impact than you knew. You, you know a whole lot of people that don't, you don't even know who they are. And then I said, nope, my God knows a whole lot of people and he connected me with people and it was because of him that I got to know them or they know my name. Not because I'm all that in a bag of chips. I Had to check myself because I all started to think, oh, I'm more popular than I knew. And he says, squash that real quick. He said, Bring down everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God in every high place. Oh, I had to pull that thing down quickly, quickly. Um, let me help y'all here, so you want to know this. This is and this is something your pastor believes. So this is important for us, because how many know y'all been called to, co- to, to to go higher? But here's what I also know: the enemy is comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. So he operates in two manners. If he can just pull you down, he will pull you straight down. If he can't pull you down, but he can buffalo you, he'll push you up and over. They're both down. (laughs) I heard him say, we're supposed to reside in the high place. Glory to God. I found out if I can hang in the high place, the air is a lot thinner in a high place. Which means, uh, by the way, snakes can't live in a high place. Whoa, my glory to God. The snake can't live in a high place. So we got to remain on the high place. But if I can pull you down and I can bring you under, he said there, he can have free reign. That's why he want us down. See, that's where he got free reign in your life. So I want to share with you. I'm going to finish this message. I'm almost done. I got two seconds I challenge you. Y'all hear that? I challenge you to consider your prayer life. To what extent has it become the means to your own ends? The means to your own ends. Do you love him? Then serve him. And follow him. And because of who he is and who has self-serving spirit found in a way into your prayer life, do we love and follow Jesus Because of all the mighty things He does or because of who He is? My God, I want you this morning to settle in your heart. I'm going to follow Him because of who He is, not just because of what He's done. The miracles and the blessings are in His hand. You can't stop them. You can't stop what's happening. I believe when we operate by faith, We can be just like the woman with the issue of blood. She gets to a place in her life that she didn't done. The Bible says she spent all that she had. She had given everything that she got. She has nothing else left earthly. And then she decides, I'm going to try to get next to Jesus. Somebody say she heard. Faith cometh how? By hearing the word of God. She heard that Jesus was in town. All of a sudden, her faith came alive. She heard that Jesus was in town. Now, here's the the struggle. If there's been a great door open before you, there's also going to be lots of adversaries standing in front of it. The door was open for her to meet Jesus. But when she opened her door... There was a crowd of people. Now, if it would have been you and me, and me, I tell you, if I get on 95 in the crowd, I'm going another way. (laughs) Out of the way. (laughs) But because she believed by faith, she got in the crowd. Now, I got to tell you all something. According to the Hebrew word, that when she got in the crowd, it's called vehicle. She got in the vehicle Instead of her getting further from Jesus, guess what the vehicle did? Pushed her closer to Jesus because she was going by faith. In other words, it had a program that it had to take her to. She gets there, and everybody thinks there was no power in the tassel. There was no power in the robe. But the robe was on his back. Let me help you out here. In other words, the robe was connected to Jesus, When she touched him, he says, Woman, thy faith has made you whole. He did not say, I made you whole. I'm going to go a step further. He tells his disciples, when they ask him, he said, who touched me? He, they like, McMaster, there's a whole lot of people out here bumping in you. He didn't say nobody bumping in me. They touched me with faith, what he was talking about. And he says to her, He turns around and says to them, all of them heard him, I perceive virtue has gone out of me. Do you all know what that means? That means the anointing of God, the power of God, the healing power that was in him, that she came for by faith, left him, and he didn't even let it go. He couldn't stop it because it's the nature of God. It has to happen. Somebody shout hallelujah. That's the power of faith and believing you can't even stop the blessing. Jesus couldn't even control and he's God. The reason he couldn't control it because he can't go against his word. So it just. And he said to her, I perceive virtue has flown out of me. In other words, he knew the power had left him and it did something. But he tells her it wasn't him. It was her. Her faith did it. I want to encourage somebody that's needing something from God. Y'all keep, he's telling me, I'm God. I'm here for you, but I need you to believe. When you believe, then it can happen. Somebody shout hallelujah. I want to tell y'all to join me on this faith walk with God in this new season. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know the address, but I'm walking with God. And wherever he said go, I'm going. That's where you should do as well. Amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise right there. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh. Lay before him, asking for his help. Keep God's direction. And I'm saying, I'm praying this, and so... So for those of you that think I might be moving too fast, uh, I'm not. I'm moving at the speed of God. I want to encourage you. He's walking with us. He's talking with us. I'm excited. I'm glad. And uh, he's called all of us into his marvelous light. I have no intentions of leaving anybody behind. but it's only those that may not want to go. And that would hurt hurt my heart because don't get stuck on what was when there's so much to what will be. (laughs) Don't don't miss sight, lose sight of what will be. Amen? And uh, I just want to encourage y'all. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. One more time right there. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. So for those of you that are watching, we're, we're getting ready to end this service. And we love you and thank you for tuning in. But I want you right where you are. I told you go get your cracker and your juice. And I want you to, uh, in your Bible, uh, you can go ahead and read uh, in there uh, on the night that he was treacherously betrayed. And he had given thanks. And, and he said, break the bread and eat it. And he drank you. I want you to do that in your, in, in your home. Amen as we get ready to go off air. But we also want you to take the time to make sure you participate in the service by sharing your gift, sending in your gift. We're going to get ready for our tithes and offering and get ready to send your gift in as well. Up on the screen, you can go to our site, you can do the Faith Life, and you can give right off of our website or the Faith Life site if you're watching right there. We are tithing church, tithing offering, tithing offering, and we want you to, if you're, you're a member of this church, you should be giving your tithes. If you're deciding whether to do that, you should be giving an offering. Seek his face on what it is you're to give. But everybody ought to have a gift for our God. He is the greatest gift of all. And so I would ask that you would share that in the name of Jesus. So as the the offering envelopes are coming, I want you all to fill out your offering envelopes. We're not going to do it separately. Uh, We're going to come, and I want to come with the communion. And when... They come with the communion. They're also going to have an offering bucket. So we need two of them. Glory to God. Um, and I want you to be able to sow your, your offering right before we take communion. Amen. Because we're going to commune with God. And it's not being doing a ritual. So grab the offering bucket. If you didn't, yes, That. thank you. Get another one And for, for Pastor Rob. And we want to take that around. And I want to do this. We say, well, what are you doing? I want you to make your, your offering holy. We said, well, how do I do that? Well, I want you to give it by faith to God and give it right right as we're communing with God, taking it to place. So, in His presence, I want you to do it. Amen. If you're using electronically, you can go ahead and do that as we speak. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the. Ministers, if they would come, you would come. Can you handle it? That's how I want you to do it. All right, so you're going to go. As you go out, you're going to give them their communion, and they're going to give you, put in their offering. Hallelujah.
1: We cast down every stronghold, sickness and poverty must cease, for the devil is defeated. We are blessed, we're blessed in the city, we're blessed in the field, we're blessed when we come and when we go. We cast down every stronghold, sickness and poverty must cease. But the devil is defeated. We are blessed. Say, bless, 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 bless. bless, bless, bless. bless. Somebody say, bless. Bless, 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 bless. Oh, bless, 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 bless. bless, bless, bless. bless. Yeah, bless. We're blessed, we're blessed, say, hey. we're blessed in the city, we're blessed in the field, we're blessed when we come, and when we go, we cast down, sickness and poverty must cease, for the devil is defeated, we are blessed, oh, lady the midnight hour. God's going to turn it around. It's going to work in your favor.
0: Amen. We're blessed. We're blessed when we're in the field. Would everybody stand? Stand right where you are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're blessed in the field. We're blessed out of the field. We're blessed wherever we are. You're blessed when you have and you're blessed when you're in need. We're blessed, period, because God is God. I want to encourage you that as we continue to walk in the power and the anointing of who he is. Amen. So I want to remind you, you are blessed. Do not allow the enemy to play in your mind and make you anything less than who he's called you to be. Amen. So with that, tonight, as we take time to commune, we've given our offering. You guys have participated and so. I want you to say and know that. On the night that Jesus was treacherously betrayed, he had taken the bread, he broke it. He said to the disciples and to all of you, give thanks and eat of the bread. He said, do that as often as you do in remembrance of me until I return. Then he said, here's the part I love the most. He said, I want you to sup of this cup. He said, this is your new testament right which means this right did not exist prior to that statement because the blood of Jesus had not yet been shed, and he's telling us that it's coming and he said this is your new testament right do not lose sight as a new testament believer that we have a right that didn't exist to anybody else and he said drink of the cup As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me until I return. And then he said, let every man judge himself. We are not judging you. This is an opportunity for you to consider you. Where are you with your faith? Where are you with your relationship with God? Where are you with what God has called you to do and who God's called you to be? Amen. And remember this. You can be it. I want to encourage you. So listen, I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. Here's what I do care. If you'll believe him, it can happen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a round of applause right there for his goodness and his grace. Amen. Before you sit down, take your right hand. Stretch it towards these baskets. Father, we thank you for every tithe, every gift, every offering that's been brought into this house. Now, God, I ask you to bless it, multiply it, superly, abundantly, above all that we could even ask or think that every need is met, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated, they're coming around. Uh, Pastor Rob is collecting it. Can we we give our worship leader this morning a, a round of applause? This young man just, I told him I needed him to come in and do an audition for me. I don't know about you, but I like him. (laughs) <laughs> amen he came and uh i just you know it's and i just remember when Sedell was there sunday after sunday and it was just him and y'all know we had after COVID, after COVID, um our whole worship team kind of fell apart and and that's things happen i ain't blaming nobody and i ain't mad either but i i honored Sedell, and i told him that that He just kept coming week after week, nothing. He never backed away. He never, whatever I asked him to do, he did. Even if he had to beat it by himself, he came, and I told him, I honored that. And he know I've been a man of my word, and I've honored him for that. I just could not say that because I'm telling you the days when we had nothing. But I said, well, Zadel, just bless us with a worship on a keyboard. And he would just play the keyboard, and I said, God's in that. Because how many know God's in our worship? Yeah. Too often, we think it has to be something else. But here's what it really needs to do is come from our heart. And that's heart. That's it, spirit and truth. And so that's that's what we were able to do. And I thank God for you, man. You know that. Thank God for you, my brother, being here today with us. So. How many know God's on the move? It's what, what I need...